So this morning period, <coughs> the morning period at 8.45 to 9.45, <coughs> excuse me, um, I have a little throat issues today, <coughs> uh, is an opportunity to, uh, to get some instruction, to talk about uh, certain um, approaches and you know, it could be a general approach or a technical like guidance uh, as to how to meditate. Um, and then uh, in the afternoon there'll be a Dharma talk which will kind of talk a little bit more about the teachings. Um, and in, as I mentioned last night, in this afternoon's Dharma talk I'll be giving uh, an overview of the Anapanasati Sutta which is the uh, discourse that we're working from on this retreat. And, um, and I really want to uh, give a bow of gratitude to the teachers that I've been studying uh, to, to really deepen my, uh, my understanding of this discourse. Um, and uh, Buddha Dasa, a Thai forest teacher, um, <clears throat> of the 20th century and um, and Larry Rosenberg who studied with him and, and wrote a book Breath by Breath and Gil Fronsdale are the primary teachers that I've really been um, uh, immersing myself in um, and um, and this discourse is uh, the, 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 the meat the kind of the, the center of the discourses, 16 verses, they're called tetrads, um, which kind of take us through uh, different, uh, a progression of, of different um, developments in meditation practice. And, um, and the first, and, and these, these 16 groups kind of, um, can further divide into four groups of four. And those <clears throat> each of those four uh, tetrads uh, in each group um, focus on one of the four foundations of mindfulness. So, uh, which is another, this, this discourse, the Anapanasati, and, and the, the four foundations of mindfulness uh, or the Satipatthana um, Sutta uh, are really <coughs> sort of the seminal, the key discourses um, on which uh, we're, especially Western Buddhism is, is developed and uh, has, has really uh, kind of um, focused. So, so these four foundations of mindfulness are the body uh, and feelings, uh, feelings in a, a very particular way of finding experience pleasant, unpleasant, or, or kind of neutral, neither pleasant or unpleasant. And then um, mental states and, <clears throat> and then dharma, the, the, the frameworks of understanding. So body, feelings in the sense of pleasant, unpleasant, neutral, mental states, sort of the colorings of the mind, um, and uh, and the um, then the, the frameworks of Dharma. So what we're going to be doing uh, to give you 
kind of an overview, is today, most of today, we're really focusing on the body. Or so we're going to focus on that first foundation of mindfulness, the body. <coughs> and, um, and then we're going to kind of touch on the others, um, sort of the, uh, the, mental, the feelings, mental states, but we're, kind of, we're, we're going to jump to um, the fourth uh, and, and look at some of the, the frameworks of Dharma, particularly looking at impermanence. <coughs> so, and using the breath as our grounding to, to experience how we, to experience in a very direct way impermanence uh, and, and the, the experience of impermanence when we really get it uh, actually is very liberating to, to really understand how nothing stays there's nothing we can hold on to so um, so <clears throat> so that's kind of broad strokes overview if if it's helpful to have that view then great if it feels confusing, just let it go and we'll fill in the blanks uh, as we go along. Um, so, uh, so the breathing can become a very uh, important support for our mindfulness practice. Uh, it can become our home. It can be uh, our a place where we find stillness, where we can <coughs> keep arriving back to, uh, and um, you know, letting go of the whirl of thoughts and uh, stories and imaginations and so on, and it can become our grounding place where where we live. So, so. Um, there's this way of using the breath, of, of connecting with the breath uh, over and over and over again uh, has tremendous potential, um, potential for uh, calming the mind, uh, arriving at a place of peace and stillness, and ultimately um, potential for liberation. One of the beautiful things about uh, this meditation, um, mindfulness with breathing, is that it can be quite enjoyable. It can be quite pleasant. So, um, uh, so you know, Buddhist practice, even though there's a lot of talk about suffering, it's, it doesn't always have to be grim. It doesn't always have to be, you know, kind of this... I've tended to practice, and, 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 and in a way, I've tended to teach um, a kind of a, this, you know, a warrior practice of, you know, turn towards what's difficult, turn towards what's difficult. And, and, and there's, there's a lot of merit in that, and we, we begin to realize our own strength and, and uh, fearlessness <clears throat> and we begin to realize, we begin to see into the nature of what we find 
painful and difficult and realize that that it actually um, isn't as substantial as we imagined. It's not as permanent as we imagined. And so we can, we can find um, kind of more lightness and uh, freedom and space in turning toward the difficult. And, and in using the breath, it kind of, we, we, we can find a, a kind of a thread of, of lightness, of, of calmness that, that grounds us, that, that we can connect with, stay connected with, as we do turn toward our experience. And, um, and even in, in developing this, in cultivating this practice of mindfulness with breathing, um, in itself, as the mind becomes collected and calm and concentrated, a, a, a joy naturally arises, a sense of calmness and, and joy and, uh, and pleasure. So, um, pleasure in the meditation practice itself. So, um, the Buddha said that, um, <clears throat> that, that the practice of mindfulness of breathing is conducive to pleasant abiding here and now. Um, so, uh, so I want to just make a note, uh, kind of an aside, that it, it could happen that somebody, some, there are some people who, who do have some obstacles to working with the breath. The breath draws us into the body, and so sometimes there's trauma, uh, which is connected to the body. And so, so sometimes people find that in really going deep into the body with the breath, that um, there could be a sense of freezing up or a sense of um, uh, tightness or resistance uh, that comes up. So if that happens with you, uh, that, that would be a good opportunity to, to say, mm, I'm having a little difficulty with the breath. So really not to bring any judgment around it. And also, uh, it's something that I'll, you know, I'll, I'll say probably a number of times throughout this retreat. Um, it's really important not to bring judgment around your practice, <coughs> to think that it should be some way other than what it is. So, so our practice unfolds and, and really our practice is about being with what is in this moment, being with the breath as, as it is, the body as it is, the mind as it is. And, um, and so it's developing the spaciousness, the capacity, just to be with what's unfolding. And so, um, so sometimes, you know, we need to make adjust adjustments like just working and talking about what the difficulty is, where there's resistance, where there's uh, seems to be an obstacle, and and we can uh, work with it. So as I said um, in the beginning, you know, uh, we we can. It's good to think of ourselves as beginners, you know, to remember that we're always beginning again, that we're always uh, beginning fresh. Uh, from where we are now, 
Uh, we might know where we've come from, but where we are now is something new and unfolding. So, so it's an active engagement in our practice. And, um, and so uh, there's, um, when, so when we bring our attention to our breathing, uh, it's, a, it's an active involvement, it's an active, curious interest that we bring to just this experience of breathing, which is so central to our lives, right? Uh, so, so central that we've been doing it from the moment that we emerged from the womb, <laughs> you know, we, <gasps> first breath, you know, and we will breathe until our last exhale when we die. And, um, and so, so to, to bring an interest to this, and, and, and a kind, the kind of an interest that we bring when we're actively listening you know, to someone. So, you know, like there are a number of people who are in this room who are, you know, in psychology or, uh, you know, or el- other helping professions or, or even just being a friend or, you know, <coughs> a parent or uh, a sister or brother to somebody and you care and and somebody's talking to you about something that's important to them. So if you kind of collect your attention and you bring this focus because you really want to get every word, you want to get every gesture, you want to get that moment when this person you care about kind of stops talking and their eyes go up and you realize, oh, they've gone into something. What is that? And you want to be with them. So that's, that's the kind of active attention, engaged attention that we bring to exploring the breathing in, in this kind of beginning um, phase. I'll read the first, um, the first uh, couple of <coughs> tetrads to you. Um, So, uh, so the Buddha is talking about uh, this practice, and he and he says, it's, you know, he's he's telling a group of monks who are gathered that it's really a wonderful practice, and that it it you know cultivates the mind fully to the highest stages of liberation, and. Um, <coughs> And he says, <coughs> And how, monks, is mindfulness of breathing in and out of great fruit and of great benefit when cultivated and made much of? Here, monks, having gone to the wilderness, a foot of a tree, or an empty building, a monk sits down with legs crossed and body erect, or sitting on a bench or sitting in a chair. The posture is not... Um, you know, essential. Establishing mindfulness to the forefront, that is, bringing mindfulness, bringing this attention, present moment, engaged attention, uh, establishing this. 
always attentive, one breathes in with mindfulness and breathes out with mindfulness. Always attentive, one breathes in with mindfulness and breathes out with mindfulness. Breathing in long, one knows I am breathing in long. <coughs> breathing in short, one knows I am breathing in short. Breathing out long, one knows I am breathing out long. And breathing out short, one knows I am breathing out short. <clears throat> now there's general, so those are the first two tetrads about long and short. And so there's a general consensus among the, um, the people who have practiced with this discourse and made commentaries on it, that this, that the long and short is a kind of a shorthand for saying, I, for saying when, when I breathe in, I know the characteristics of my breath as I'm breathing in. And when I breathe out, I know the characteristics of my breath when I'm breathing out. So, it could be um, that breathing in, I know my breath feels rough. Or breathing in, I know my breath feels smooth. Breathing out, I know my breath feels contracted or tight. Um, breathing out, I know my breath feels relaxed, expansive. So it's just, without judging, just knowing what are the characteristics, what are the qualities of the breath in each one as I breathe in and out. And it's so simple, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not complicated. It's, it's knowing, so it's, it's not just breathing and sort of in a general way knowing that I'm breathing in and out. It's bringing a precision of attention to the breath which enlivens the mind. So there's this knowing quality that we're cultivating, which is, it's quite radical, uh, really. You know, it's, um, it's, it's the opposite of having a distracted mind. Because if, you know, all of us, or just about everybody, has done some meditation practice with the breath. And we know that we can have a general sense of breathing in, breathing out, and at the same time, you know, in the mind, in the background, the mind is chattering away, right? You know, I, I, I sometimes use the example of, it's like ha trying to have a conversation in a cafe when it's crowded and there are dishes clanking and the, your noise from the kitchen. So you're trying to focus on what you're you know, your conversation is or, uh, with your friend and, and then gradually as, as you become more and more engaged in the conversation kind of the, you, you stop noticing all the background noise and so it's bringing that more and more precision and focus into our attention so um, So notice, as we, 
as we do this practice, <coughs> what this calls forth in you. <coughs> what does this call forth in you to actually bring the full attention to, to your breath? So it's, um, it's not a tensing around the breath. There's a relaxed quality to it, but it's sharp. It's, it's a precision. And, um, and so it's really a, um, it's letting go, so we need to let go of the things that are drawing our mind away, drawing our attention away from the uh, attention to the breath. So, so the breath is continually changing. So we can never know everything about the breath, right? We, I mean, there are so many different things that are happening in each moment of each breath that we can't know everything about it, but we can, you know, just uh, try to, to recognize and know as much as possible. And we don't need to label. So labeling is, is, a, is a technique in meditation that a lot of people have learned. We don't need to label um, long, smooth, uh, um, relaxed, or tight, rough, you know, or any of these qualities that I've mentioned. In fact, if you're labeling, it's going to actually get in the way and you're going to trip over the words in your mind. So, so it's, it's, it's knowing without labeling. And um, uh, so it, that it registers. So just that it registers. Um, taking, it, taking it in fully. If you find, just a little bit more about labeling, if you find that your mind is very scattered, that, uh, that you really can't focus on the breath, that you're, you're going, you have this inner conversation that's going on, or um, or, you know, something that's coming in in your memory or whatever it is, future thinking, past thinking, imagination, then just, then labeling can be helpful to corral the mind, just to get it to aim at the breath. You know, so just, okay, let's just focus here, aim the attention at the breath. And again, you know, Reminding, not judging, because we we really have to work with uh, what is happening in each moment. So, um, and it's not a matter of you know better, worse, or or some kind of linear idea of progress, because we begin again with each breath, with each sitting, no matter you know like 
con all the different conditions that we're experiencing change, have an impact on each breath. And, and, and our breath is continually changing. So, um, so, so if you find that, like just even connecting with the breath becomes, is, is, is difficult for you. So then you might begin to label and just say, in and out. So just, you know, you know that you're breathing in when you're breathing in. You know that you're breathing out when you're breathing out. That's, that's kind of, okay, step one. So, um, any questions about anything I've said? Can it be specific and uh, being connected with the body breathing instead of a piece of the breathing second by second? Yeah, so we're going to work through. Um, so there's, that's, that's kind of the, one of the following stanzas to have a, a, a sense of what is called the whole breath body. So, so and there are different uh, ways of understanding what what is meant by the whole breath body, and and we're going to explore that a little bit later. So, um, so uh, anything else? Is that okay? Can wait. <laughs> yeah, just just work work with it. So it's it's kind of um, you know it, it it may feel like okay I've been meditating for ten years I've been meditating for you know, however long, and, and I've been meditating with my breath all this time, and, and okay, I understand, you know, so uh, what meditating with the breath is about, so why am I going through all of this stuff about meditating with the breath? So that's, so that's kind of uh, the mind of the expert, you know, okay, I'm an expert, in, and so we can maybe let go of being an expert, and, uh, and and be a beginner. So together we're we're all beginners, and, um, and and say, hmm, maybe I can learn something about the breath. Uh, um, yeah. Any other questions? Yeah, the gnawing um, aspect that you've talked about. So is that that's like a, a deeper aspect of mindfulness would you say? You know, when someone is saying I'm being mindful. So it's it's like extending it to include I, I know that I'm being mindful. Yes. Actually mindfulness does include knowing. Knowing. Mm -hmm. Knowing so it, it's um, like Joseph gives and Joseph Goldstein mm -hmm. gives this example um, and I, I really appreciate it because I have a dog, and he, you know, it's like, so if we're just aware of a smell, well, my dog is aware of smells. You know, like there's a whole world of smells that she's engaged in, but she's not mindful. She's not aware that she's, that she's not knowing that she's smelling and is taking in different you know, variations and, 
you know, all of these different kinds of pee that she finds on the, on the sidewalk or whatever it is that she's smelling. So she's, she's just, she's very present, she's very attentive, she's very in her senses. But it's not just that, it's knowing that we are uh, hearing, knowing that we are um, smelling, seeing, touching, and so on, and thinking. So, um, yeah, so it, it's, a, it's a deepening. And, and, and the, um, and the knowing comes from a place which is not uh, mediated by uh, concepts. So, not, so it's not mediated by words. So, so that's um, that's something that really to discover, okay. as we kind of uh, let go of the thinking mind and and collect our attention. Um, we we begin to recognize that there's a, a kind of knowing and presence that is not coming from the thinking mind. But we're so, uh, we're so um, uh, oriented toward conceptual knowledge in our society that uh, we really uh, disconnect from this deeper kind of knowing. Which, kind of we, as, as the mind becomes more still, that it allows us to to abide in that. Okay, so what I'd like to do is um, take an opportunity to explore the breath, to explore what the breath feels like, uh, and where we breathe from, and um, and where uh, where what the breath feels like in different parts of the body. And so <clears throat> I'm going to invite you, uh, if, you if you would like, to, to take a lying down posture. And I know it might take a little bit of shifting around, um, but you could take you know, your a cushion and use up the space. You don't need to, it's not absolutely essential. Um, are people warm? No. Yes? Okay. Okay, let's try it. So you might, um, so yeah, you can use up the spaces in the room. There's, there's some more space here. Uh, okay, so, so I've invited people to lie down, <laughs> um, and, uh, and so you might want to have your knees up, um, 
you might just t take any space which is empty. You can yeah, bring a blanket or a towel, uh, blanket or cushion, I mean. Okay, so just to put, put your knees up or, or if that's more comfortable. So, so this is um, to discover how we breathe and, uh, and what happens in, in our bodies when we breathe. So put one hand kind of in the area of the diaphragm below the rib, rib cage and, um, and put the other hand near your collarbone. And, um, and I invite you, if you're comfortable, to close your eyes. And, and notice, without doing anything special, just notice when you breathe in, what part of the body moves first? Where is there more movement? In the hand on your upper chest? or in the hand which is down near your belly. Just spend another minute or so feeling how you breathe in terms of the upper chest and the lower chest. tuning in to how the body is breathing itself. That there's no no need for you to direct yourself to breathe. The body breathes itself. And as you're in this lying down position, notice if your breath is changing at all. Maybe you're relaxing. 
This lying down position is our first position that we experience in our lives when we're born. We're lying down. And when we go to sleep, so perhaps you're relaxing. Notice if your breath changes. And now um, I'm going to ask you to change the position of your hands. So cross your hands over your chest like you're hugging yourself so that you're, you're putting your, each hand on the side, sides of, the, of your ribcage. So you're feeling the sides of your ribcage. So notice how the sides of your ribcage move as you breathe in and out. Do the ribcage, does the, do the ribs expand? Is there increased space between the ribs as you breathe in? Notice how the sides of your body expand and relax. What does that feel like? And feel along the whole back Notice how the pressure increases in some places, or, or ask, explore, does it? Does the pressure increase in certain places as you breathe in? And how does the sensation change as you breathe out? Where does the body move? Where do the shoulders move? When do the shoulders move? In the in-breath, in the out-breath? Lower back? Investigating the breath, what can you discover about how the torso moves and feels and shifts weight with each in-breath and each out-breath. Now, uh, another position. Place your, your hands palm up under the soft part of your lower back. So just kind of 
wedging your hands underneath your lower back, between the floor and your lower back. Sort of that, that soft place um, below the rib cage. And notice what happens in your lower back as you breathe in and out. The changing pressure, the movement. Do you feel tension in your lower back? Now we're going to go back to where the hands were placed when we began. So one hand on the diaphragm and one below the collarbone. And again, notice where most movement is. Where the, where the first movement is, where the breath moves first, and where there's most movement. Do you, can you uh, remember what it was like when you first did this, uh, when we first took this lying down posture? Is there any difference? So just notice, like really actively notice what the breath feels like, particularly in your belly. Notice how the breath feels in your belly. Maybe really imprint a little on this, into how it feels. So you have a felt sense memory. Now we're going to just gently sit up and mindfully, without any sense of <coughs> rushing, or uh, come back to a sitting posture, taking your seat again. Noticing your breathing as you move from one position to another, stay connected to the breathing.
So now place your hands again near the collarbone and uh, under the diaphragm or around the diaphragm. And notice how it feels when you're sitting. Does it feel different? Which, which of the places, which of the hands moves first as you breathe in and as you breathe out? <coughs> where is the breathing, where is the movement of the breathing uh, larger, which has more movement? And now let your hands come down to a regular sitting posture and still feeling the breathing. <coughs> Notice where it's most, where you can feel it most in the torso. have the clearest sense of the beginning of the in-breath. Where do you feel most clearly the end of the in-breath? Where do you feel most clearly the beginning of the out-breath? And where do you feel most noticeably the end of the out-breath? Does the breathing feel shallow or deep? <clears throat> Does it feel subtle or big?
Does the in-breath feel clearer or the out-breath? What's the texture of your breath? Does it feel rough or smooth? Does it feel kind of jerky and uneven? Or does it feel kind of uh, light? Again, you might place judgments on these words, like one is better and one is worse. And if you notice that you're placing judgments, so that you're judging yourself, about your breathing, and just notice that judgment and recognize that it's extra. You don't need it. It's not helpful. Just noticing what is. Does your breathing feel like a burden? heavy or does it feel pleasant light so for the next few minutes continue to explore your breathing Are there new places in the body where you're feeling your breathing? Maybe places you hadn't noticed before. Maybe do you notice your breathing in your tailbone, in your spine, in your lower back, in your shoulders? Just explore and investigate like a scientist with curiosity and interest. What can you discover?
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.